0: put a shoulder into Mascala, he banks and scores! <laughs> Lamar Stevens is having a huge night! Welcome to Cleveland, Cleveland the home of the Cats. Lamar is a dog. Where Lamar Stevens, Stevens is kicking the Celtics, Celtics as is pulling down, down rebounds, rebounds and knocking down, down threes. Even his fouls contributed to victory. Because Grant choked, he bricked them free throws you spoke too soon misread the room the confidence is sorry you are, are not, him. not him he is the original junkyard dog <laughs> i mean he's the one <laughs> welcome to the fear the fro podcast ladies and gentlemen what an evening and if you are looking for a classy highbrow Reflection on a game which we probably had no right to win, but we did. This will not be it. The Fear the Fro podcast is here to celebrate victory in all its forms. Good victories, blowout victories like the one against the Pistons, puckered butthole victories like tonight squeak by because somebody bricked a couple of free throws after going four for four to start the game all from outside. What a turn of events indeed. In the first half, I was cursing Grant Williams' name. I was begging for the offseason to come so that somebody could hopefully overpay him with an absurd offer sheet and lure him away from the Boston Celtics. Because for a man who got a DNP CD last week in our game against the Celtics, in which we lost handily, for him to come in here and do that to the Cavs in the first half, just rain three pointers, a team that at halftime, this Boston Celtics team, was shooting 50% from three-point land. They had made 13 of 26 three-pointers, but a tale of two halves indeed, because in the second half, this team was abysmal from long range. Three of 19, everybody stunk. O for 3 from Marcus Smart in the second half. 0 for 3 from Peyton Pritchard. Mike Muscala, nope, 0 for. Blake Griffin, 0 for. Not enough to hold off this barnstorming Cavalier team headed up by their spiritual epicenter. A man who Donovan Mitchell heaped praise on in the postgame. Roll the audio. When Mar speaks, you listen. You know, and that's, that's something that, you know... You earn, you know what I mean? I've only been here a few months, but you can tell like as a locker room, as a group of guys, we, we, we trust in him and his voice and his leadership. And then not only did he do it by voice, but by example, and when he's out there competing, fighting, you know, screaming, getting buckets and also getting stops, you got to be out there and doing the same thing. You don't want to let Mar down. <clears throat> and you know, that's what he provides for us. You know, he's, he's always been that way. It's uh, it's impressive. You're damn right. He's not the most polished guy. He doesn't have a vast repertoire of, Of offensive moves. Most of the ones I've seen this season that I've tipped my cap to have been the little back down to the middle of the lane, turnaround jumpers. He hits those every so often. You get these transition hustle buckets or back cuts, things of that nature. But tonight, not just the offensive rebounding, but taking it to the rim against Muscala, the kick out from Lavert, that huge, huge three pointer, arguably no bigger three pointer for Lamar Stevens this season. And the final stat line, eight points. That may not sound that impressive. But the fact is, every single one of those points came in the fourth quarter or overtime. And here we are in Cleveland holding on, however narrowly it may be. You don't look a gift win in the mouth. The Cavaliers now are ahead of the New York Knicks. One and a half games, 41 and 26. The Knicks right on our heels at 39 and 27. But you win the ones that you win, you don't take it for granted. Speaking of taking things for granted, I would not blame You or any Cavs fan, if at halftime, trailing 68-56, to down by 13 points to a team which had no place defeating the Cavaliers on this evening without Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Robert Williams III, if you said, you know what, I can't fucking do it. I can't sit through another one of these games where we're turning the ball over. Evan Mobley was thriving. Jarrett Allen was not. Darius Garland having a very rough game. And even Donovan Mitchell was not his usual self. Very good in the first half, but he would cool off considerably in the second half. But despite all that, despite the Cavs losing the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, they prevailed. And why is that? Because the fourth quarter saw the heroics of the man highlighted in the pre open here, Lamar Stevens. He, Donovan Mitchell, they did enough. They did enough when it mattered. Evan Mobley, a consistent contributor throughout the game, finishing with 25 points, and the Cavaliers improved to 7-0 in overtime games, leading the NBA. It's mind-blowing, honestly. I don't know what more you could ask for than every single time the Cavaliers find themselves in an extra period of basketball. They have managed to pull their shit together and win. They outscored the Celtics 9-5 to in overtime. A lot of that directly because of one man, Lamar Stevens, an absolute hero. I don't think I'm exaggerating. Sure, my memory can be short at times. Sure, recency bias impacts us all. But I don't think I'm speaking out of pocket when I say that Lamar Stevens gave us the best game of his career. A man who's been jerked in and out of the lineup all season long and tonight in the fourth quarter. Now, here's the thing. I didn't love the Cavs. Getting rid of Kevin Love, a man who is now out for the Miami Heat. We may not even see him when we play him, but I didn't love getting rid of him. But if there is one ancillary benefit of removing Kevin Love entirely from even the possibility of re-entering the Cavaliers rotation, it's that JB had no choice but to turn to Lamar Stevens. And over these last two games, we have seen his hustle, his infectious effort, and consistent pressure, both defensively and tonight. On the offensive end too, attacking a couple of times, putting a bucket in against Muscala where he dropped his shoulder right into him. That type of assertiveness is the type of thing that not a lot of guys on our roster can do. Dean does not have that in him. Dean is not that combination of speed and physicality. He's stout enough when he's anchored to the floor, but that type of explosiveness in a strong frame is a rare commodity on our roster. And he's not one of our towers, But he's always been an excellent rebounder for his size, and that was on full display tonight. I don't know if you realize this, but five offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter, that is not only a career high for offensive rebounds in a quarter for him, but it is a season high for the Cavaliers. Even our big man tandem of Evan Mobley or Jared Allen, neither one of those players has gobbled up five offensive rebounds in a quarter, and Lamar Stevens not only did it, but he did it in the fourth quarter when we needed every one of those. We were down 11 points with four and a half minutes left, and Lamar Stevens gave us three offensive rebounds after that point. Garland knocked down back-to-back triples, unanswered, and Donovan fucking Mitchell, the man who I was told, cue the audio, I think a lot of people would have Mitchell as, as first team or second team. And I personally would not. I I think that team has really struggled in the last five minutes of games. There's all these advanced stats about what their record should be versus what it is. I think part of the problem is I don't think he's been that great for them in crunch times. Now I've already litigated this, but I'd like to introduce new evidence to the court in the last one minute and 45 seconds. The Cavaliers down 104 to 101. Donovan Mitchell scored the final. Nine consecutive points in regulation. All of them uninterrupted. Not another basket by a single Cavalier. Unclutch Donovan Mitchell. I've made my case. The court needs to throw out any accusations of unclutchedness. Donovan Mitchell is that guy. And anyone who suggests otherwise is in contempt of court. But this wasn't about Donovan Mitchell. This is about Lamar Stevens, undrafted to stud. At least for one day. And maybe. This will be the highlight of the season for Lamar. Maybe he'll be relegated back to obscurity. But tonight, watching Grant Williams get fouled on that final shot, his rebound tip attempt in regulation, I thought, oh, God damn it, Lamar, you played so good. People are going to forget what you did in this fourth quarter. People are going to forget the five offensive rebounds because they're going to see that you fouled the guy on the final play, and they're going to win it. And I understood the foul in the moment. Don't get me wrong. It was a near certain make if he didn't do it, but it just felt like we were prolonging the suffer fest, and it was going to be a slow bleed as we waited for him to knock down one of two. All he needed was one of two free throws at the line, and when he bricked them both, Lamar backed into even his mistakes were brilliant tonight. Lamar Stevens saved us. There are only a couple of moments in my life, 9-11, when I proposed to my wife... That time I got a public urination ticket, pissing behind a 7-Eleven. Moments in time where I remember exactly where I was when certain events occurred. Add this one to the list. I will never forget where I was, which was in a basement with the lights off, looking at a computer monitor. Which, now that I'm verbalizing that, I suppose I remember a couple other things that I experienced for the first time while in a dark basement, looking at a computer monitor. But you don't want to hear those stories. This is a family-friendly podcast. Now let's talk about another Cavalier player who shined tonight, and that is second-year phenom Evan Mobley. For all the struggles that Jared Allen had, second game in a row against the Celtics where he's been held to five points or less, and this a game without Horford or Robert Williams III. Truly, I'm not sure what happened in this situation, but he did not play a significant amount of minutes tonight anyway. was held to just 25 minutes, for Jared Allen, as opposed to 41 from Evan Mobley. We leaned heavily on Karis Levert off the bench, playing alongside Mitchell, alongside Garland. We went small because they went small. Now that led to Evan Mobley's second highest rebounding total of the season. The only game better than that for Evan Mobley was against the Charlotte Hornets back in November when he had 18 boards. And in the past, we forced our big man advantage, but we were content to run most of that Through Evan Mobley tonight, who chipped in 25 points, 17 rebounds, 3 blocks, 10 of 14 from the floor. That's 71% and even knocked down a triple to boot. Nearly led the team in free throw attempts, if not for the late game heroics of Donovan Mitchell. Evan Mobley was assertive tonight. He was making baskets in motion. He was aggressive. He was looking for his shot. And he was the second best Cavalier. There is no question. Now, Darius Garland, very productive towards the end of the game. Knocked down those huge back-to-back triples, late in regulation, finished the game with a respectable-looking line, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 12 assists, but not his night shooting as he was just 6 of 18 from the floor. Now, I already alluded to earlier in the podcast, this game in the beginning was shaping up a lot like that Golden State game where we came in knowing we were playing a depleted squad and they just bombed us into submission. It looked like the Celtics were going to get up 53-point attempts with little to no problem. And they did get nearly 50. They got 48 attempts up. They're the second leading three-point taking team in the league. So that is no surprise, especially on a night where they couldn't rely on Tatum to do any damage in the mid-range or Robert Williams III or Al Horford to give them much of anything inside it turned into largely perimeter bombing. And when you have a night where Marcus Smart takes double-digit three attempts, where Jalen Brown shoots one of seven, even Peyton Pritchard, a rarely used guard, who I do like him, but tonight, not very efficient, one of six from outside. Grant Williams was the story in the first half, and he all but disappeared in the second half. He finished the game with 12 points and four rebounds. Guess how many of those came in the first half? Well, 12 points and three rebounds. Missed everything after halftime. So a man who was shaping up to be the hero certainly did not conclude the game that way. And that Celtics 3-for-19 second half was the worst shooting half they've had all season. They did the same thing. They went 3-for-19 against the Denver Nuggets back on January 1st. But they have never been that bad until this evening. And you have to feel for Grant Williams just a little bit. Now, I've always kind of liked Grant Williams' game, but I see all the broadcasts where they talk about how his teammates find him annoying and where he shows up in a Batman mask and they think he's corny. Deuce Tatum ignores him in the locker room. And even rumblings that they won't match any big offer for him this offseason because if some team comes out of pocket 18 $20 million a season, they would question whether they want to be on the hook for that much tax money. Tonight, he was huge. And then to have that happen in the second half. Now, I cannot imagine how badly I would feel if I bricked away two free throws of such critical importance. It looks as if their hopes of running down the Bucks for that one seed are going to be very difficult. But then it makes you ask the question, do the Celtics actually want the one seed? Knowing that in all likelihood, they'll have to play the winner of the 4-5 which very well could be either the Cavaliers or the Knicks, both teams which have beat them three out of the four matchups this season. Or is it better to just stay in the two-seed so that the second-round matchup will be against the Sixers? They've been resting Horford on back-to-backs, and I know Robert Williams III is legitimately hurt. But I think staying in second actually might not be the worst thing for them in the sense that they seem to have some real problems with the New York Knicks. To lose that game to them without Jalen Brunson, I was surprised and quickly was incredible in it. But for that to happen to Grant Williams, that would be crushing. I remember I played basketball as a kid, but I played for a school. It wasn't a serious school. It was a bunch of white kids who lived in the middle of the country. And every time we made it to sectionals, we just got our asses kicked by all the teams who had people who could dunk on them. Um, But I wasn't even good enough to really... Garner any normal minutes. So, one game, I had to take a monster shit in the middle of the game. Now, typically, I would try to stay on the bench, but I would have shit my pants if I didn't go to the locker room. So, I went to the locker room mid game, and I don't take short shits. I mean, it's entirely possible that an entire quarter elapsed while I was taking a dump. I knew it really didn't matter. They weren't going to put me in unless we were up by like 40 points. So, I could take my time and have a nice leisurely shit. I came back out. And it was a dead ball situation. And the coach, I didn't even get to sit down on the bench. He's like, Schmidt, get in there. So I go in there. The ball's being inbounded. I should have had the game awareness to know what direction we were going. But I thought I was so crafty standing there not moving that somehow the guy defending me lined up behind me accidentally. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, honestly. I must have shit out my common sense because I had no idea what direction we were even going and when they inbounded the ball to me and I had a clear lane to the rim well I took it and I shot at my own hoop and I missed it which I don't know what's more humiliating coming out fresh from taking a shit and shooting at your own basket or missing an uncontested layup at your own basket now it may shock you to realize that uh, your podcast host is a fucking abomination of a basketball player but Somewhere in the middle of my very short vertical as I was elevating to hit what I thought was a heroic inbound bucket, and I heard the crowd an audible groan, that's when I realized, just go to your basement and do your stupid basketball talk and leave the basketball playing to the people with talent. But even as humiliating as that was, at least it was in front of a crowd that was mostly just parents of children. Nobody covered that in the news. Nobody had to see that. A national audience, for example. What was more humiliating? What I did post-poop or what Grant Williams did tonight? They have him on video going, I'll make both. I'll make both. And then bricking both. That is going to be a gif, a gif, however the fuck you say it, a meme, for the rest of time. Every time somebody misses a clutch basket that they proclaimed, or every time when Ja Morant says, ah, nobody in the West is going to get me in trouble, well, that's going to show up in the comments again and again, especially if you're the Celtics. And can we talk about how sweet it is that Jalen Brown gets called for a moving screen while playing for the team in which Kevin Garnett and Kendrick Perkins and every other 2008 Celtics set a million moving screens, which were never called. So to see one called in clutch time when Jalen Brown leaned into Darius Garland and dislodged him while chasing the ball, that was a thing of beauty. It was karma. 14, 15 years after the fact, but it was karma. So back to my dump, wrong basket, miss layup versus what Grant Williams did tonight. I would say Grant Williams, far, far worse. Now, speaking about shit performances, we need to touch on drippy Dean Wade. In the last four games, Dean Wade is just one For twelve from the floor. He is playing pretty terribly, and that's in double digit minutes every single game. But in the last three games he hasn't hit a shot at all, and he's pulled in just four rebounds. Zero points. Zero points. Zero points. This man is in a funk, and I think it's reasonable to ask is Lamar Stevens gonna eat his lunch? I already alluded to Jared Allen's struggles, but Karis Levert. Credit to him. He had to log big minutes tonight. And while he didn't have a particularly efficient evening, just two of seven from the floor, he did fill up the stat sheet in a lot of other ways seven points, six boards, four assists, a couple of steals, and three blocks, tied with Evan Mobley for the lead on the team in blocks. One of which came against Jalen Brown in the closing moments, up four points, 116 to 112. He shut off the rim. Karis LaVert, say what you will about his deferential nature. He's not jacking up shots. He has been looking to create for others. He's taken a step back from forcing things. And I think we all sort of wanted that in the sense that his field goal attempts have gone down. It's just six a game last month, less than nine a game this month. But we needed Mobley to get more touches. You got to give some credit to Karras for passing up his own offense to try to get other people involved. And Evan is amongst those people. It's easy to sit back and say, oh, we need him to do more scoring. We put such a heavy burden on our starters. And while there is some truth to that, you want him to take shots that are open. Like when he did that little wraparound dump off to Allen last game, I thought he had a clear lane to the rim. I thought that was an unnecessary pass. But there is also a lot of truth to the idea that we were upset when we thought he was taking too much in the mid-range and missing too much. He's showing discretion with the shot attempts that he does take while still trying to find a way to involve others. And I'm not going to say that he blew anyone away tonight, but in a very quiet game for Jared Allen, Karis LeVert was forced to do more. And I thought in the second half, we saw this defense dial in. Donovan Mitchell crashing the offensive glass. Stevens, we've already spoken that. Mobley with another five offensive boards. And both these teams were exceptional on the offensive glass. Luke Cornett had six offensive boards himself. So, It was a struggle back and forth, but the big difference here in this game was that in the second half, when we needed to, we ratcheted up the defense and we shut off the constant stream of threes that we saw all throughout the first half. And we only won two quarters, but those ones were the ones that mattered as the Cavaliers outscored Boston by 14 points in the fourth quarter and four in overtime to make up for the very large hole that they dug. Now Boston. Doubled us up on bench points. A fantastic bench for the Celtics. Malcolm Brogdon was exceptional tonight. I thought in the second half, he honestly was the player that I found myself most impressed with. He has that combination of speed, but also some strength. He was giving us problems. He had double-digit points. Jalen Brown with 32 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. Nearly got a triple-double. Needed to throw an assist to himself off the backboard, Giannis style, but didn't get a chance to do it. They could have won this game. They didn't. You got to feel good about this. Next up, we get the Heat. Now, I alluded to Kevin Love. I've got a whole podcast coming up on the Heat. I'm going to separate it from this one because, quite frankly, this one deserves its own reaction. It was a big game for us. Whether they were healthy or not, we need every win we can get. 15 games left. In order to get to 50 wins, we need to win 9 of those 15. That is doable when you consider we have multiple games against the Hornets. We have Orlando on the horizon, but this week is not going to be the easy ones. The Miami Heat always play us tough, and we've got two matchups on the horizon there. I don't know if we're going to get our reunion with Kevin Love because he's missed the most recent game with a rib contusion. Who knows when he'll be back in the lineup, but he should hide because this version of Lamar Stevens is out to humiliate people couple of relevant statistical things I wanted to point out before we conclude the Fear the Fro podcast today. Tonight, Donovan Mitchell tied J.R. Smith for most three-pointers in the season, 204. Presumably, he's going to break that record next game. But also, of note, our longest-tenured Cavalier, Chetty Osman, came into the game with 598 three-pointers, went two for two from outside the arc, so that makes him the fifth Cavalier in team history with 600 made Three-pointers, joining LeBron, Kevin Love, the wonderful magnanimous Mark Price, and Kyrie Irving. A night of accomplishment for the Cleveland Cavaliers and a night of failure for the Boston Celtics. How about that free throw performance? It was very Cavalier-like. 14 of 21 from the stripe for the Celtics. Meanwhile, we shot over 80%, 20 of 25. Usually we're the ones leaving points at the line, but not tonight, and that's propped up by an 8-of-8 showing from Donovan, not Clutch Mitchell. Now for the Celtics, that makes three crushing defeats in a row. A double overtime loss yesterday, the overtime loss tonight to the Cavaliers, and a 28-point lead blown against the Brooklyn Nets. The third overtime loss to the Cavaliers this season. So let's wrap this up, shall we? This has been the Fear the Fro podcast. I don't know if I even introd myself in the beginning. I'm Bob Schmidt the voice of Fox Sports Radio, lifelong Cavs fan. For those of you who have found this podcast who have not subscribed, who have not rated it, who have not written me a review, I would love and appreciate you to do those things if you have the time in your day, if you are so inclined. If not, completely understand. I'm just thankful you're joining me on this journey, hopefully one which will consist of several victories this week. Onward and upward, bring on the heat. Let's win that season series as well. I'm going to go out with the Lamar Stevens song because you know what? I make the rules here. I'm my own fucking boss. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Stevens in toward Muscala. Put a shoulder into Muscala. He banks and scores. Lamar Stevens is having... Where Lamar Stevens is well, well, kicking the, the Celtics As pulling down, down rebounds and knocking down threes Even his fouls contributed to, to victory Because Grant choked, <laughs> he bricked them both Clack-a-tee-clack, the make your free throws You <laughs> spoke too soon, misread the room The confidence is sorry You are, are not healed, healed. The original junkyard dog. I mean he's the one.